What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm. What do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie. So, up this hour, we have some great music for you on just the classics. But first, stay tuned for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, June 8th, if you're watching live on Facebook. And it's Wednesday, June 9th, if you're listening on the radio. And uh, in the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hi there. And I am Natalie So. We are coming to you straight from the studios of Radio Taiwan International in Taipei. And today we'll be talking about a reverse COVID migration to the United States. Also, uh, a lot of nurses are deciding to quit at this time Sad during our COVID outbreak. But we have some very interesting uh, live streaming opportunities. You can enjoy some beautiful scenery from Taiwan and take an online dance class from uh, the renowned Cloudgate Dance Theaters. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, so we are still facing a major outbreak here in Taiwan with uh, over 200 cases uh, today and yesterday. So mm. we are still under level three lockdown. Um, it's been, oh, it started on May 15th. So it's been about three weeks or so, right? Mm. And some people, and also we have a major shortage of vaccines, even though the U.S. and Japan did uh, donate a few. Uh, yeah, thanks few, to them. Maybe close to 2 million total. It's pretty mm -hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, you know, only about 3% of our population is vaccinated. We don't have a lot of vaccines. So, a lot of people actually um, are planning to go back to the U.S. to get vaccinated. I, well, I don't know <laughs> how many. It's probably not a lot compared to the population. But this is happening because the major airlines in Taiwan are increasing their flights. Mm, back to Los right. Angeles and San Francisco. Actually, business was pretty bad during the pandemic. No one wanted to leave because Taiwan was doing so well. In fact, people were coming here to take shelter from the world. <laughs> and so now we have the reverse situation, especially since uh, U.S. vaccines um, are more readily available there. So people who have the time, the money, are taking these flights because they're about twice as expensive as usual. And... If you go abroad, I think you need at least three weeks between your shots. And then you also need two weeks before you can in quarantine before you can have a normal life here. Right. It's not so normal anyway, but uh, <laughs> <coughs> so you need at least five or six weeks to be able to, to have a vaccine mm. vacation in the U.S. Well, that's better than um, AstraZeneca because my daughter, uh, the one who's a nurse, she already got the first shot uh -huh. of AstraZeneca, but then she has to wait two months for the Why second so shot. Why so long? I have no idea. That's a long time. I know. And anything, I mean, the thing is that she can still catch it, right? You know, well, doing this from, from after like, the first shot. I think what it is, is that even if you're vaccinated, most most of the vaccines will prevent you from getting seriously ill. Okay. 
or hospitalized. Okay. But it does not mean that you will not be a carrier. Yeah, you wouldn't be. You oh. might be a carrier, probably very low dosage. Oh, so that's you, good to you're know. much safer than if you weren't Don't vaccinated. Like, yeah. But it doesn't mean you completely um, will not get the virus and pass it on to others. There is a possibility, but I think the dosage is much lower than if you weren't vaccinated. Yeah. So I guess she still needs to take precautions, especially mm. if she's going to be hanging out with, you know, family and, and things like that. Well, you know, so, I, I know somebody that I interviewed back in 2018. He was telling me that I think he's already back in the States now. He was flying uh, to New York uh, with her, with his uh, oldest child. He's got four. And the oldest is a 13-year-old daughter that they were going to go back to the States to get a vaccine. Now, the thing was that he himself got the first shot of AstraZeneca. And then we had to search and then the whole program was canceled. So now he's just, you know, he decided to bring his daughter with her, with him and get the shot in the States and then come back. AstraZeneca? I'm not sure. One? I think oh a different goodness. one. So he's like... Yeah, yeah. He's going to have too many vaccines in himself. <laughs> so, well, Shirley, I want to hear about your daughter who is a nurse because there is some. Uh, there was a news report that nurses, a lot of nurses are quitting <sighs> around this time. Yeah. Well, not all of them is because of COVID that they're quitting. But the thing is that there's quite a lot of people who decide to quit because of COVID. Oh, um, wow. there, there are also other reasons that they're quitting. One is that um, wage stagnation. Um, basically, there's been like a stagnant wage growth over the past four years, apparently. And, uh, you know, the average monthly wage for nurses in Taiwan is around, well, uh, 40,000 NT, which is like 1,400 some US dollars for four years now. So there's never been really a growth, but just only 5.3% pay increase in the past five years. And so that's one of the complaints. Um, and also exhaustion, discrimination, unfair treatment, and violence led to a surge of you know, upset nurses quitting their jobs. But also, it happens to be just during this you know, coronavirus outbreak. Um, so a total of like close to 800 nurses have left their jobs between February and May this year. Wow. While we <clears throat> really need them around, you know. Right. And actually... Um, my daughter, you know, works, uh, actually, her real job is at the children's hospital in the ICU ward. But she's been, you know, like, uh, from her ward, nurses have been asked to go and help out with um, some uh, uh, adult COVID patients. And um, she was really scared in the beginning. Um, I can she imagine. Was, she was taking care of, you know, COVID positive babies. But taking care of an adult is a totally different thing. And... Um, so she was like in these negative pressure rooms. And, um, you know, I didn't know. I mean, these are things you don't learn from school. But uh, apparently it's like one, pa- one, one nurse to a patient. And, um, but they have like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, and what's the word? A speaker system mm-hmm. where anything, if you say something in the, in the room and you need help or. She, you can, know, hear, she can hear I mean, the patient. It, yeah. I mean, no, the, the people in the hallway can hear you. Oh, okay. Right. So then they can come right to your rescue if, if you need you know, help and all that kind of thing. But um, she was saying that um, even in her ward, um, there had been people, nurses who had already planned like earlier on, much earlier on that they were going to quit. So, and when time comes, they quit, you know, even, even though when there's a, a, you know, a COVID case surge and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think she's been at it for a couple of weeks now. I think she's doing fine. Um, 
um, the, 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 the pain is um, ticking off the protective gear every time, three times, at least three times a day. And the thing is that, um, you know, we're so short on all the resources on these protective gears. So um, usually you're supposed to throw one away once you take it off. But um, they try to keep the same protective gear and wear it twice before they actually mm-hmm. throw it away. Mm-hmm. And there's a way <clears throat> that she had to learn how to get rid, you know, how to un- uh, unclothe herself. Like like roll the mask so a certain way, you don't the like protective gear a certain way, so you don't bring the you know germs. the virus into you know outside the patient's room. So, but um, <sighs> she said that it's been hard. Uh, yeah, like one, uh, not according to my daughter, but one story here in this new story, there's this uh, a nurse turned legislator, Tsai mm-hmm. uh, Biru. She really lamented predicament facing all the nurses in Taiwan. She said there is a nurse who works on the front line of COVID and, and, and her mother-in-law just forbid her from going home. You know? Oh, wow. Because they're just so afraid right. that she was just going to bring the virus home. Now, for me, I mean, I'm safe too, I, you know, because my daughter doesn't live with me. She's married. But um, at least, you know, we get to see each other online. Um, but I probably won't be able to actually see her in person for a while, uh, depending on how long this is going to be. But um, um, yeah, so basically she is, uh, this is later, um, she's calling for more like um, maybe coordinating resources for treating the seriously ill in a better way. And also about granting COVID subsidies in a timely manner, as well as like, you know, providing COVID related insurance coverage. So I think this is all kind of like, you know, with this COVID, I mean, people haven't, I think maybe only now the legislature is thinking about these issues for the nurses, but it's coming at a time where, you know, everyone's already already tense and stressed out and everything, and they want this quick and, you know, you're not guaranteed, you know, insurance and things like that. That can really add on the stress, you know, the pressure on the nurses who are working day in and day out. And actually my daughter was saying that there are nurses who've always you know, ever since they became a professional nurse, they've always been taking care of like really seriously ill or these virus, you know, covered patients. Like, like it's, it's, it's not surprising. It's like, it's, it's normal to them. They've been doing this for years, but then for someone who's new into this thing, you know, so like they're so used to taking care of like these with, um, with um, terminal illness or, you know, like rare diseases or, you know, this kind of thing. But um, to think that they put their life at risk every day when they go into work, you know, you know, they've always been there taking care of like all, all, all the time, every day, COVID-like patients, you know. Well, I think, I mean, this disease is also different that it's very contagious, right? Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, SARS was contagious too. Yeah, SARS is like the guaranteed thing. death, you know, uh, from getting guaranteed it. Death. Yes, yeah, I mean the death rate was higher, but you're not guaranteed death. Um, okay, so higher. it was higher, yeah, I guess. Not <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah. Well, we appreciate the work your daughter's doing. I mm-hmm. hope that she stays healthy. And uh, I mean, I heard that the nursing industry itself is quite tough. It's not. Um, nurses aren't highly appreciated often right. by people in, in the hospital and they have very long hours. They have to change their shifts all the time as well. Day shift, oh, yeah. night shift, evening shift. I mean, it's not like you have a regular schedule. So that could be very right. hard on the body, right? Yes. Um, you know, um, 
if you there are some people who just choose to always take the graveyard shift mm. and the pay is the highest mm-hmm. so there are three shifts there's the day shift there's the evening shift and then there's the graveyard shift and there are those who just maybe they're single they're not mothers you know they're flexible with their time and they want high pay so they would choose all the graveyard shifts but i think the problem here in taiwan is that there's a shortage of nurses um not like just from my, what i heard um, nurses in the states you know they've got good compensation they've also they have uh, very specified you know responsibilities in their in their role whatever position they are but nurses in taiwan they do everything you know and yeah so it's like so yeah there's a shortage of they're nurses overworked here. they're underpaid. overworked right <laughs> right so okay anyways we hope that um they you know, working conditions can improve for them, right? Mm. And uh, that, you know, Taiwan will take care of its nurses. Okay, there is a very famous uh, dance troupe called Cloud Gate okay. Dance Theater. They performed all around the world. It's beautiful, you know, exotic modern dance with Asian and Western uh, fusion of dance um, styles. And what's really cool is they're offering online dance classes now and the whole world can join. So it's like the most famous dance troupe in Taiwan. It's it's also known throughout the world. And because of COVID, a lot of things are going online, you know, a lot of um, classes from schools. But now they're offering this every uh, for every day for half an hour, Monday to Saturday mm-hmm. in the morning. Okay. So, and they've had like over 22,000 views. Um, it just started last Thursday. Okay. But it's something that I can put the link in the, you know, um, in our thing, in our thing below. Right. But um, that sounds like huh. fun. Would you do that? Yeah. Th- if I've got a big living room, I've got big space for doing <laughs> As it is, you know, I'm doing Zumba classes in my living room, and I've already tried to clear out all the furniture that I don't need. But um, my husband and I would do Zumba classes um, maybe like three or three times a week. That's great. It's really been fun. And we've been doing it like, you know, one hour sessions at a time. But um, as it is, you know, our space is limited. But with CloudGate, there are dances. I mean, they use all the space, you know. It just, it's so so much grace and beauty to it. But I'm thinking from the picture that that's showing in the news uh, story oh. with this, it, it looks like it's it's almost like Tai Chi because it's like um, there's some caption oh. underneath saying like about um, you know breathe in and breathe out and you know inhale and exhale that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean of course CloudGate they put in you know they combine a lot of different elements in their dances. They do not, Tai Chi yeah. is one of the elements, yeah, right, right? Right, right, yeah. Ballet arts, and modern dance yeah. and and so it's. It's a fusion of Eastern and uh, Western dance. It's very graceful and elegant and beautiful. Okay, I'm going to put a link to their Facebook page there if people want to check it out. That's great. But I think that's great. Yes. Um, You know, there's a lot of innovation that's Mm. going on while we work at home um, or while people are trying to, like, they're probably trying to, um, well, serve people as well, right? Mm -hmm. And also our destination, Alisan. Uh-huh. has a similar thing going on with them, right? Yeah. I mean, thanks to technology, anything can really be put online. You know, we can always try to pretend we're there. So Alisan National Scenic Area is live streaming its attractions, uh, specifically six different attractions here. There are some uh, like hiking trails. There's a suspension bridge. 
There's like an open grassland. There's a farm. Um, there's a visitor center. I don't know why you want to live stream a visitor center, but um, there's also another information station. So it's 24-hour live stream on the Scenic Era's website. So now this is the best part. Viewers will be able to uh, watch sunrises, sunsets, oh seas of clouds, which means like, you know, like cloud, you know, covering the whole mountaintop and everything. You feel like if you were to walk out, you're walking on a cloud of, of uh, cloud of, no, on a sea of clouds <laughs> and, and tea plantations. Now, I would really like to watch those. Those, those would be really, really great. You want to watch something right now? <laughs> okay, so look. I'm trying to. I'm gonna see it at all. Okay. Ooh. Don't don't get blocked by this here. Oh well, can closer. you see that? Can you see that? I think we need to figure out how to make this image like really up close for everybody. Uh, We're gonna work on that. <laughs> no, can't really can't see. see it. Okay. It's well, anyway, dark. I put Sorry. a link below. Yes, do. Um, and go you're gonna on see. It. Actually, they're live streaming right now. If you oh. go on this website, there's six. Oh, so beautiful! Oh, my gosh, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> here, I'm gonna make it big. Okay. So, um. Look, look, Shirley. Yeah. Oh, sea look at of that. clouds. Oh, we're wow. here in the radio station, but we can feel like we're on top of a mountain. Yeah. That so is actually, today. it's good for your nerves, right? It kind of calms you. Mm. Being out in nature is um, good for your yep. health, you it's know? It's giving you a 360 degree panorama and right now. Your emotions and mm -hmm. your mental health. It's, all, it's good in every way for us to be out in nature. And if you can't be out in nature, then look at um, a website like this because mm. Alisan is one of the most famous destinations in Taiwan you actually have That's to right. drive up a few hours to get to the top yeah so you don't have to do that if you if you don't mind just watching video oh wow and if you want to get up really early in the morning like I think around five five ish the the, um, the, sun the sunrise rise. is beautiful Ooh. so actually that might be a good time for people in the states it's probably on like 5 p.m. and you know, in the afternoon. So mm -hmm. you can check out, you know, the sunrise um, from wherever you are in the world. This is one of our most famous destinations. They have, you know, a cute, really cute train, but it's really the sea of clouds and yeah. the mountains. Have you been up there? I have been up there. Yeah, same here. It's really nice. Oh, I think this is great. I feel really, I feel better just watching this. Uh -huh. I feel yeah. more calm and relaxed. All right. So, so that is really good. And I say thanks uh, to technology that we can do this, yes. you know. So nothing is Check out that break, website and let us know what you think. Mm. We have a few people who made some comments. Let's see here. Brad Krishna says, my big salute to nurses in Taiwan for their outstanding service. Mm. Nasir says, pandemic has changed the life of common people. Yes, Cheche is watching here from the Philippines. Keep safe, everyone. Okay, we're trying to keep Same safe. To you. And um, so how do you feel about like hanging out at home all the time, Shirley? Uh, about what? Oh, hang out. Actually, I'm keeping myself busy. I've, really? Um, what do you do? Yeah, I've actually, um, you know. I do have a piano. I started playing the piano. Good for you. You took piano lessons growing up, right? Huh? You must be I, pretty I, good, right? Yeah, well, well, I had 11 years of piano lessons uh, all oh together. Gosh, that's but that's a lot. But it's been a while. It's been like You're years rusty, and years. I'm sure you can pick it up again. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, and, and then I, I, I tried a little bit of ukulele, but I'm not as good as my son who's taking it up now. And I'm learning on his own. 
And um, and then and then somebody gave me an idea. Somebody gave me a link of 120 little things that you can do while you're stuck at home. Oh, and we one should was we should go through that list. Oh, <laughs> next time, next week. Oh, okay. And and um, one was I was reminded of um, coloring books, and I remember that I've got a little small one of um, you know you know Joanna Bresford, she's the one who came up with these like awesome adult coloring books. Back in 2000... Yeah, I know those were popular for a while. Yeah. The, the more I, intricate, you know, pictures. Right, 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 right. And I got a small book of that, and then I started coloring, so I already finished two. And it you is very bring soothing. Them in. Bring them in for <laughs> very us to therapeutic. see it. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. that week, I'll, right? I'll try to remember that, yeah. So, well, uh, how about you? Oh, um, what have I been doing? I'm watching Netflix. Oh, yeah, that I've been too. doing some other things, too, though, some more productive things, like some work-related things. Uh-huh. And uh, teaching my son some stuff. Oh. And um, decluttering my home. Right. I've done yeah, that too. I'm playing with my cat. I can do more. <laughs> <laughs> I do play a little bit of piano. I'm trying to learn piano too. So yeah. we're doing a little oh. different things here and there. Yeah. Okay. We do have a, a bad news though huh? about something that happened during the pandemic. A very famous celebrity couple. Oh. One is from China. The guy's from China and mm-hmm. one is from Taiwan. Her name is Big S. That's her nickname. Mm-hmm. Also and known she, as Bobby Shi. She's saying right. she wants a divorce now after 10 years. Because yeah. her husband put out this post um, showing pictures of China. He's saying China is booming, you know, because during the pandemic, he has been traveling back and forth from China and he, she's in Taiwan. Oh, look at Taiwan. Taiwan has no vaccines. Taiwan is doing terribly. <laughs> so he's like ranting and, and <clears throat> comparing the two countries. And then she said, I had it. Uh-huh. I, I don't want my husband, I don't I don't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. I wonder. There must be more be to the story other, than just that, right? Right, right. Other reasons why they're divorcing. But huh. I don't know. What do you think of that news, Shirley? Well, um, pandemic stress has led to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But but Tensions. but I think the husband should have been considerate. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if your wife is from Taiwan, you don't have to like totally, you know, uh, put, yeah. criticize her right. country that much. Right. But I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wonder how these cross-strait couples do it, though, because the is politics tough. is very... Most people in Taiwan don't want to be a part of China, right? Mm-hmm. They want to kind of keep the status quo, mm-hmm. whereas most people in China want Taiwan to, <coughs> to be a part of China. China. Mm-hmm. And so how do they get a, get along? It's, it's <laughs> hard. Married. You know, it's funny because, you know, we both speak this Chinese language, but the thing is that... Uh, no, I, I meant Chinese language. But the thing is that um, there is still culture difference, even though there's a lot of similarities, but there's still some difference in the, dif- in the, in the two cultures. Oh, man, and there's a very big makes, difference, especially yeah, in politics, what, right? Right. Well, yeah. You know, so um, it's it's hard. I think it's very hard, right? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I know there are a lot of cross-strait marriages. There are. There are a lot of cross-strait marriages. Maybe love can overcome anything, but I'm not uh, sure about in this case, right? <laughs> but didn't they ever argue over politics before? It must have, right? Yeah. But I think, I like think you're really, a part of us. No, we're not a part of you. Right. I think they really got on each other's nerves because it's during the pandemic, and so everybody's and maybe just he was so exaggerated and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that um, um, you know we're trying to uh, just yeah have, uh, make things positive uh, during this time and not right. make things keep worse. a positive attitude. Yes. So, you know, that, especially if you're at home, right? Mm-hmm. Because that helps you secrete um, healthy cells. 
And that keeps your body healthy that way. That's true. Keep a positive attitude. My interview with a top epidemiologist, she right, was that's so positive. Mm. He was like laughing and having fun. And she knows everything about these contagious diseases. And she says, Taiwan's not doing too bad. And she's saying, you got to keep positive. And she seemed to be having a great time um, spreading her positive spirit. Mm-hmm. So let's try to be positive. Um, yeah, learn from her. With what's going on. Maybe you can dance a little. Right. Enjoy some of the scenery from Alisan a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, check those links out. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Here in Taiwan. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. And I am Shirley Lin. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Welcome to Just a Classics. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm your host for this week. We're going to hear today from a Taiwanese rock band, Dongli Huoce, known as Power Station. They've been around since 1997 and still active, though not as active as before, I'd say. So here's the first song from them. It's called Bu Bi Suo Hello. No need to say hello. Dangchu 再见面也不必说 
Wow, don't you just love their voices? They're so clean and they're so, I don't know, mesmerizing. So you've just tuned into Just Classics. I'm Shirley Lin and you, I'm your host for this week. And that was Power Station, Dongli Huozhe, I guess Taiwan's Power Station. So they are a rock duel, two guys, Yu Qiuxing and uh, Yan Zhilin. They're both from the Paiwan Aboriginal tribe of Taiwan's Pingdong County, way in the south. Their music stands out as to be full of energy, kind of rock ballads. Something else that they stand out from others is their long hair. Well, one has cut his hair short now, but uh, the other one still keeps it long with a parting on the, you know, from uh, down the middle. Yeah. And the one who has a shorter hair is more handsome looking, I'd say. But anyway, they're like brothers. Their looks and long hair, well, when they used to have long hairs together, um, they, they just, uh, you know, stand out from the mainstream Taiwan pop scene. They used to resemble very much to Western heavy metal musicians, I guess, with their long hair. In 2001, the duo released their first album on the Grand Music label, better known as HIM Music in Taiwan today. Um, I know the music director for HIM. He's like my husband's, you know, uh, good friend. Uh, they've got some good celebrities on their label. Like, for example, the the, the women trio, S-H-E. Anyway, never mind. Um, I, I, I would have wanted to interview the music director himself, but he was afraid his English is not that good. Oh, well. Okay, enough of that. The album, uh, Power Station's album, this first album, um, also has this song called Walking Along Zhongxiao East Road nine times. That's the name of the song. Really long, right? But uh, it won the Silver Award for Best Mandarin Song at the RTHK, that's Hong Kong, uh, Top 10 Golden Song Awards. So let me play that song for you right now, as well as another one, Um Pian. I'm easily fooled. So here's Zhongxiao Donglu Zhou Jiu Bian. That means Zhongxiao, uh, sorry, walking along Zhongxiao East Road nine times. And the other one, Hao Pian. I'm easily fooled. By Dongli Huoce, here we go. Your 
人走得匆忙，有人爱得甜美，谁会在意擦肩而过的心碎？Give you a good long time to just enjoy, uh, Dongli Huoce Power Station, the great voices and singing. So both, uh, Yo, um, what's his name again? Yo, Yo Qiuxin and Yan Zilin and Yan. They graduated from a Christian college in Nantou County, which is in central Taiwan, and they originally formed a band called Virgin Choir, Chunan Hechang Tuan, with some friends. Well, you know, literally every indigenous person in Taiwan have great voices, and and they're they're just they're just gifted with these great voices to sing. The two of them changed the band name to Prominent Position, Tu Chu Bu Wei. But then, not long after that, they disbanded. Then, at the age of twenty-five, the two formed the current Power Station. First, though, uh, through singing just Western rock songs. 
And then after the release of the first album they got, they shot to fame with the Chinese music,、uh, within the Chinese music scene. In the 90s, they really were famous at one point. In 1998, they sang the theme song to a popular TV drama. In 1999, they won Best Theme Song at the Star Award for their song of another TV drama. And so since 1998, they've been known, really well known, for their interpretations of theme songs, both for the opening and the closing of several not Taiwanese but Singaporean TV series. So those were really their heydays. All right, so one more song here. 跳上车子离开伤心的台北 Hop on the train to leave、uh, Seattle, Taipei.、Mm, okay, so this is、uh, 动力火车 Power Station.
Listening to just the classics, and I'm introducing Power Station, Taiwan's own power station, Dongli Huo Che. The duo is really into using singing for everything. Why do I say that? Recently in April, they stood in as weather forecast anchors for a TV station, and they actually had a competition to see who would be the anchor,、uh, the weather anchor, since there are two of them. Apparently, they both love golf, so they had、um, a, a tournament. In the film studio to see who would lose, and、um, and who would have to do the weather forecast. So we're talking about a mini golf. So you should have seen both of them in nice looking suits. Well, Yan,、uh, Yan Zilin, he's the one who got hole in one. Okay, at his first try. So he's the more handsome looking one that I've been talking about. And so Yo had to do the weather report, and he's the one still with the long hair. And he started off by singing. Actually, singing while doing the weather forecast by singing one of their hits and then prayed, or rather sang, for rain. Well, we were, you know, experiencing drought some time ago, but lately, for the last week or so, we've been getting this plum rain, pouring, pouring plum rain. So that's so so great. That's just so awesome. That's just so thankful. And I really, really marvel their bravery, despite the fact that they're already a passing fad in some ways. But yeah, let. Rock music live on in Taiwan. So,、uh, kudos to Dongli Huoche Power Station. Well, that's it for just the classics. I'm your host Shirley Lin, and one last song for you. This one is "I'll Be Back" by Dongli Huoche Power Station. They are back.
春的小鸟不回来，爱过就一定存在。世界变幻再快，有些事不会更改，快跟我一起摇摆。Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West every Saturday only on Radio Taiwan International, radio for refined palates. Listen, are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me/radiotaiwanintl. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me/radiotaiwanintl for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.